0: Contentment, joy, and confidence in my everyday life with God. And by the way, I just said that. I didn't read it like I have it memorized.
1: There is no reason for you to out me on reading it when I first started.
0: Come on. Distorted thinking patterns where people are believing the wrong things and living out of that.
1: I can't read stuff anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Who came up with the idea of putting small print instructions on everything? Everything. You're much more kind than I am because <laughs> when I'm mad at you, I'm like, God, why is this woman in my life?
0: <laughs> you know, it's like... Wow. I want to get to a place where we have that conviction, where we've moved from, what have you done for me lately, God, to I trust you, you are real, this is real, and I
1: Welcome to the Holy Authentic Life podcast here in the week of Valentine's Day.
0: Oh my goodness, Valentine's Day is coming.
1: Well, like it's tomorrow (laughs) by the time people are hearing this, right? Right,
0: right. Or
1: they're waiting to hear it later and it was yesterday or six years ago or whatever happens.
0: (laughs) But yeah, there's always both an excitement and pressure to this holiday.
1: Well, in a list of favorite holidays for me, (laughs) Valentine's makes the list, but it's at the bottom.
0: You know, that was the funniest thing that when you and I first started dating, I can remember somehow this came up, this topic of Valentine's Day.
1: I'm not afraid of a lot of things in my life, (laughs) but at that point, I was so afraid of Valentine's Day. I mean, it was just brutal. In junior high, high school, college, I did not have a wonderful Valentine's Day experience.
0: It was really almost, if I say, triggering for you. I could not wrap my brain around. Yeah, your I'm reaction. feeling
1: PTSD <laughs> moving down my arms as we speak.
0: No, no, no.
1: Twenty six years <sighs> of our. Love relationship with one another has healed all of those old wounds.
0: I'm so happy to hear that.
1: Well, I just knew you were going to break up with me because that's what everybody else did. I
0: was going to say, tell our listeners why you just did. Yeah. Yeah, because that was your experience with Valentine's Day.
1: It was. Everybody broke up with me on Valentine's Day. I'd be like, thanks, but I'm kind of going in a different direction.
0: I hate that expression so much. It always feels so like rejection or abandonment.
1: I don't know. Well, let's just face it. It It is rejection. (laughs) So Valentine's Day for me equaled rejection. Yeah. And so I do not look forward to it, even 26 years later, with great anticipation. Oh, Oh, it's not because of you.
0: I was going to say, we still have work to do here.
1: We Well, no, it's because actually of all the crap (laughs) that surrounds Valentine's Day that has nothing to do. Mm -mm. with love, and romance, and marriage, and dating, and all the things that we should be putting out there. Mm -hmm. Love just has this mistaken identity. And my goodness, we grew up in the 70s and 80s, and I think (laughs) TV, movies really did us no favors in what love really was. And so today, we just want to take a moment to say, what is love, really?
0: So as we approach this holiday, we sort of think about love in all different ways. And sometimes we get it wrong.
1: Right. I think I would like to say up front that we're not here to try and make people feel bad.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Or judged Mm -mm. or anything like that. We just want to try to help right our thinking. Yes. So that we can move in the right direction. Romantic relationships are a big part of life, and we want to think about them correctly.
0: Right. So that we're aligning ourselves with the truth of what God says about love.
1: Yes. Truth is always better than fiction, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I want to live in the truth. I want to walk in the truth. Then I'm fully experiencing God's best for my life.
1: Right. You can't build a wall,
0: okay, holy,
1: authentic life, Yeah, with something that's not true.
0: It's just not going to last.
1: It's not going to last. It's not sustainable.
0: Yeah. So here we go. Let's begin.
1: What is love's <laughs> mistaken identity? The first thing I had is love is not a feeling. It is first and foremost a choice.
0: That is so interesting that you point that out because I would almost say in so many movies or songs, it's almost like that's the message is that it's going to be this feeling you're going to just overwhelmingly experience this euphoric sensation that's going to say, oh, all my dreams are coming true.
1: Right. Let's talk about marriage for a minute. (laughs) Because... (laughs) let's apply that to marriage and oh, say okay. if love is a feeling well wow. then out of 26 years
0: <laughs> oh my goodness how
1: often have we felt in love
0: oh man you know that's funny because we have different ways of that but there are days that it's you got to get up you got to go to work you know you have to do you have to clean the toilets yeah
1: you're dodging the issue
0: <laughs> the truth of the
1: matter is there are times we don't feel True. like loving each other. Mm-hmm. We're selfish by nature. yeah. And so if love is just a feeling, well, right. then it comes and goes. It's
0: kind of like the weather. I mean, I have moments of, oh, right. I feel so happy today. Oh, I'm really tired. Or... Well,
1: this is why real love mm-hmm. is a choice that we make. Wow. I choose to love you whether I feel like it or not. Yep. That is real love. Another truth that we need to get at is that love Emotion and attachments that we make, we think they're easily disposable, but they're not. No, they're not. We're wired differently than that.
0: Yeah. We develop these attachments with them. And Mm -hmm. so it goes deeper than maybe we even know.
1: And everybody listening feels this truth. There is a connection In a romantic relationship that lingers on even after the relationship's gone.
0: Yeah. I mean, our friends at Wild at Heart would even call that a soul tie. And they go deep. So, learning how when you break up, how to navigate that and how to pray for those connections and And attachments. This
1: is why this conversation is really important. Right. Because love is bigger than what a lot of people treat it as. Certainly, it is not so flippant as all the things that we learn from our TV and movies and Disney songs and all of the different (laughs) things. Yeah. It goes deeper. Right. And it should. Mm -hmm. it should go deeper. It's what we want. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants a romantic relationship that is disposable.
0: No. Ouch. Just you saying that just makes my heart feel sad and heavy. You develop this connection with another person and you want it to last. I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody goes into that relationship thinking, oh yeah, we're going to break up. I mean, nobody wants that.
1: So with all of these deeper ties, we have to realize feelings come and go. But love is so much more than that. It is an intentional choice that we make.
0: This is helpful as we're saying what love is not.
1: The other one that really always cracks me up, people talk about falling in love. Yeah. And I would say you don't fall in love. You fall in a hole. (laughs) Right? Yeah. When we fall into something, we get hurt. And at our age, we break something.
0: (laughs) Ouch. I know. No, falls are not usually good.
1: No, and that's such a mistaken identity about love because it's not out of our control. It's not something that just happens to us whether we want it to or not.
0: I don't know why that's so romantic. It seems actually very foolish if we call it out and say, I'm not really looking at all the ways that this isn't gonna work. I'm just gonna connect and have this attachment with a person and not having my eyes wide open. Why would we ever do that?
1: We are longing for something real, but we've bought into something that's not real. That's
0: very helpful because it feels like this is what I'm supposed to be
1: experiencing. No wonder we're so screwed up. (laughs) Something that we so desperately want in our life. Yeah. And we're trying to find it in ways that it doesn't even exist. Right. That's like, hey, there's a buried treasure in my backyard. Somebody goes out there and I lied. It's not really there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You dig and dig and And dig.
1: Everybody can dig forever (laughs) and they're never going to find it. They're just going to break water mains or something, you know? (laughs) That's what the world has kind of done to us. It's sort of put this idea of love out there that's Mm -hmm. not real.
0: We've been duped.
1: But yet we're looking for that rather than just doing the work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I call it that, but (laughs) being intentional about to whom we give our love and choosing to love Someone through thick and thin, through everything.
0: Well, and what's funny as you talk about this, we don't do this in other areas. So, why do we do this in this particular area? I mean, I think about taking care of our physical bodies. I can fantasize of having this tone fit version of myself. Yeah, that's kind of
1: my approach.
0: But without doing anything differently, I'm not going to get there. If I don't put in the work, I'm not going to look and feel different.
1: Exactly. One more I want to throw out there is the idea that love happens at first sight.
0: Oh, I used to really believe this. I know. <laughs> well, how do you know that? Well,
1: because it's common.
0: for. Okay. Is that because I'm a hopeless romantic? Is that why?
1: No, I'm the more romantic in this relationship, and you you know that. No, the idea that love happens at first sight yeah. is silly, because that's not what's happening.
0: Okay. What is it?
1: Something else.
0: <laughs> well, let's name it.
1: Okay. Well, we might say attraction. Okay. And we might even go so far as saying lust Ooh. can happen at first sight. Okay. Then we start defining that as, oh, that's love. I'm loving this person. It's like ridiculous. You don't even know this person. Right.
0: From very early ages, I was loving that. I see somebody, I'm attracted to them. They're my Prince Charming, and I'm going to live happily ever after. And it feels like that is the way. And there's some kind of a chemistry, connection, traction that I just am expecting to happen. This is a myth.
1: Love can't be. At first sight, because love is built.
0: Ooh, it's developed.
1: Anything worthwhile must be built over time. Yes. And a love that lasts is built to withstand adversity. And the only way to do that is it is tested by adversity.
0: Ooh, this sounds tough.
1: This is what a marriage kind of love is all about. And it's going to get tested we are not going to agree about everything. Mm -mm. We are not going to experience life on a daily basis exactly the same. God brings two very different human beings. We are compatible. right? Our parts are made to work together.
0: (laughs) Male and female.
1: (laughs) But yet we are also very different in the way that we think. And Sometimes we rub up against each other and create friction.
0: Right. It's the iron sharpening iron kind of thing.
1: And I think God does that on purpose so that we can withstand adversity. We can withstand pain and loss and grief because we put the effort into it Mm. to strengthen our love for one another. And it's a pleasure doing that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have said to people recently how grateful I am for the things that you challenge me. And in the moment, am I happy about it? Not really. No. (laughs) Sometimes I'm angry with you or I'm frustrated. And let me say
1: vice versa.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Touche. But it definitely, over time, what I'm noticing and what I'm grateful for now are the ways that you do challenge me, Mm -hmm. that I don't stay the same in these areas and I'm better because of you.
1: You and I have a very resolute mindset. that For
0: marriage, yes. For
1: marriage, that Mm -hmm. we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. We're going to choose to love one another even when we think the other person's lost their freaking mind, <laughs> I
0: was gonna say <laughs> when I'm like crying as I'm telling uh, you stuff that now, I'm so
1: frustrated about. I'm thinking about my, me losing my mind oh, all the time. Okay, and how patient and loving you are Aww. to not try to fix me in the moment.
0: Hey, I've learned that I used to try to fix you,
1: right? And then that you- does not go well. <laughs> no,
0: you would be like, I don't want to hear it, and then I would be like, Oh, he rejected me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's part of this whole learning process that yeah, we've talked about. Right, and you don't always get it right.
0: No, but we're not leaving.
1: Exactly, we're
0: not taking this first train out of here. When something happens, the story I'm writing in my head is abandonment, rejection. I'm trying to fix you, and you don't like it or whatever. I take that to God, and I say, Lord, I am hurting here, and I mm-hmm. and I pour out my heart to Him. And then I say, God, He's yours. He belongs to you. Fix him. <laughs> you know, zap him. Do <laughs> (laughs) thing on him right
1: (laughs) that is hilarious i know Um, but it's
0: helpful because then i release you into his care yes and i'm not trying to control you at that point
1: exactly anytime we are trying to control one another that's not love No,
0: it isn't. That's selfishness. It is. That is what I'm learning is this is how I can truly love you and let you be in his care. We're free then to come back together and repair some of the things that in the moment maybe didn't go so well.
1: We have to keep talking to one another. Right. That is very important. I am naturally drawn to confrontation. (laughs) That makes me sound terrible. I don't like how I said that. I don't avoid confrontation.
0: Right. You move toward.
1: I will come to you uh-huh. when I feel like you're moving away.
0: Oh, I'm moving away quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we, we know we need to resolve something. Oh, yeah. Moving away is fine for a moment. But when it becomes avoidance...
0: That's not good.
1: ...then you're not building anything. You're just trying to build around something.
0: Right. Then the issues never get better. And that's what I'm learning is confrontation doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be abuse, screaming, which you know, sometimes that was what I saw as a kid growing up. So I learned to avoid conflict. Thankfully, I'm starting to see that when we have these things that need to be talked about out. We come together.
1: When we talk this through, then we're making that investment in our relationship that has shown to build interest. And that interest is what we live off of now.
0: We've been talking about love's mistaken identity. And now we want to give you some practical tips.
1: Yes. A list of don'ts and do's when it comes to marriage, romantic relationships, dating. And we want to make this really, really practical. I love it. First of all, I think we should start with the don'ts so that we end on a positive note.
0: Uh, Okay, let's go.
1: Don't look to find your identity in someone else.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, and so many fall here into this
1: trap. You're putting too much pressure on another person Mm -hmm. to try and be that for you, and it's not fair. It doesn't work. And if that's how the foundation of your relationship starts that you're coming kind of needy. That opens up to all kinds of things that are not healthy and good because there's only one source of who I am in Christ. If I put that pressure on you.
0: It's too much. (laughs) It is. If I'm basing everything on how I feel you think of me, wow, because there are going to be things I do that aren't necessarily the best day to day. I try, but I'm a human being. I'm not always making the best choices. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, I'm looking for my identity in who Jesus says I am. Yes. And as his daughter, as his child,
1: as his creation. That's the only place we can look for that. Secondly, kind of goes along with that, but don't look for validation in a romantic relationship
0: wow, maybe this is just a a struggle that we all kind of go through is that we are sometimes looking in those relationships for, am I I beautiful? Like, that's what I'm asking. Do you delight in me? Because that's the feminine heart. Am I pretty today? I'm looking for that validation from you. Mm -hmm. And it's not bad necessarily when you tell me these things, but I can't constantly be needing these things from you.
1: Right. And likewise, for a masculine heart, I'm always wanting to know... Am I strong? Do I have what it takes? Can I do this? And there are days that you just can't give that to me. No. If I take that question to you, I may very well walk away hurting.
0: Ugh. And that oh, that hurts my heart to hear you say that, but I know it's true.
1: And it's not yeah. that you're intending to no, hurt me. No, not at all. It's that I'm asking too much of you.
0: Right. I, I'm not capable of answering those questions
1: for you. Exactly. Meeting
0: those deeper needs. Only God can do that.
1: Right. Because you have experienced life with me. I have let you down before. oh, <laughs> And yet we have learned how to love each other beyond that. Yeah. We don't have to seek one another for validation. I want to tell you you're beautiful.
0: That's what I was going to say. I delight in you. Aww.
1: I want to bring those things to you. Yeah. I give those to you freely. mm but you're not looking to me for those things.
0: That's the rescue. Because yeah, when my tank is being filled by God and who he says I am, then I have abundance overflow to give to you. It's not out of your neediness. I do believe in you. You have what it takes. And for me to acknowledge that and say that to you does strengthen our marriage. And that's a really good aspect of it. It's just, I'm not looking for 100% of my validation to come from you.
1: Exactly. Third, don't make any romantic relationship the center of your life. That wow. spot's reserved for one.
0: And that just blew all of the, all the movies, media songs out the window here. If you listen to most of those songs or watch those types of movies, they are putting that person in the center of everything.
1: We can't build everything around how we're feeling in the moment. It just doesn't work. We need a more consistent source right. to build our life around.
0: Yeah, no,
1: And that is a beautiful thing about our relationship with God. In fact, what I have learned is that I love God first. And through my relationship with God, I am able to love you, to enjoy you on the good days, on the bad days because I am not trying to love you independently of my relationship with God. I'm loving you through my relationship with God.
0: And that's what I think happens with so many people's relationships is they put that other person as the center of their world. And then when they walk away, it just leaves nothing, this void. Mm -hmm. And it's just too much pressure. It's devastating.
1: I'm glad you said it that way, because in a lot of this, we're talking about our marriage. But this is true in a dating relationship as well. And when we take a dating relationship and put it in the center of our world, what holds that relationship in place is so fragile. Right. And let's just acknowledge wow. that fact.
0: Yeah. I just see it like just this really delicate heart of glass even, like where it's just anything could cause it to shatter.
1: Exactly. And wow. sometimes that's a great thing. Yeah. Because if we realize that this relationship doesn't need to be, then we can do the work to detach. It's not instantaneous. It's not without hurt. No. But yet at the same time, we can let it go because there is no commitment there. Right. We've sort of said this in some other ways, but number four on my list is don't look at a romantic relationship as a source of having all your needs met.
0: This is a deep one kind of a deep, it is. deep
1: well here. We have needs and we don't want to look to another person as that source or our relationship as the source to meet all our needs in life.
0: It will not work. And when we look to the relationship to meet all of our needs, it, we're destined for disappointment.
1: 100%. The next thing that I have on the list of don'ts is don't take what isn't yours.
0: Oh, that's
1: stealing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is stealing. And oh, that can be true in a marriage. That can be true in a dating relationship. When it comes down to it, we really don't want to come to our relationship in this idea of just being a taker Oh, yeah. Anyway, wow. That I come to you and say, gimme, gimme, gimme. Somehow you're here to please me. It sounds horrible
0: <laughs> <As> <laughs> Doesn't it? say it like that. Doesn't it? But it does. How
1: much do we see that? in relationships all the time. As people come and they say, my relationship's falling apart and I'm broken because I gave fill in the blank. Mm
0: -hmm. I gave my
1: heart. Right. I gave my purity. Wow. I gave my sexuality. And it hurts. Yeah. In a dating relationship, we're not gonna take what belongs only to that person's future spouse.
0: Yes, right.
1: Because our dating relationship should be all about getting to know this person, learning who this person is and whether or not there is a viable relationship here that's possible. Obviously, we see some boundaries and borderlines that we should never cross. Right. In a marriage relationship, this really comes to play when I think of the word control. When I try to control you, I'm taking something from you that doesn't belong to me. And that's not how love works. That's not what should be present in a relationship. And if we wanted to say it in a lighter kind of way, it's like nagging.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I recognize it now, though.
1: And you're not the only one that nags. I mean, I can nag you just as easily as you can nag me.
0: Right. But it doesn't ever help. And it doesn't seem to
1: work. No. And it just comes down to trying to control the other person. Right. And that's an important don't. Yeah. Another important don't is don't assume Oh, anything.
0: Yeah, when I assume that you're doing things for this reason, but I haven't really talked with you about it, I can be totally wrong.
1: There's an old chart that somebody used to draw up on the chalkboard when I was in school and they'd take the word assume and they'd put a couple of slashes in there. If you've ever seen it, you'll never forget it. I know. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what happens when we assume we believe something true that is not necessarily true.
0: So this is why, and we've talked about this before, we think about the story I'm telling myself or the story I'm writing in my head. So I can come back to you and say, is this true? I saw that you did this or we talked about this. It didn't go very well. Help me understand that. And I come back around to you and I ask, and that way I'm not making assumptions in our relationship. We have clear communication.
1: Right. Sometimes we assume things are good when they're not. Mm. Sometimes we assume things are bad when they're not. Right. Right. So we just don't make assumptions. The cure for that is talking,
0: communication.
1: Yeah. Next on the list, don't get desperate.
0: That's never good. I think about different situations or seasons in my life where I was desperate for a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, I just I'm, I'm so lonely, which loneliness is real. And I'm not yes. minimizing that. But taking those needs to someone who is an unequal match for you, they don't have that same faith that you do or their values are different. It's just not going to be a good answer.
1: Desperation causes compromise. Oh, we will settle for something less than what we should.
0: And it's never good.
1: That is not what God wants for you. That's not what you want for you.
0: No. Wow.
1: You know that because in order to make this work, you're going to have to stop valuing this. If that's happening, throw the red flag now Yeah, and get out. Right. You are not that desperate. Wow. Say those words over and over and over again. You are not that desperate.
0: That's so good. I hope that anyone listening to this can say, I needed to hear this word. This is a hard word. Mm-hmm. This is a truth that I needed to embrace. And I just, my prayer is that it will rescue you from a lifetime of heartbreak.
1: Yes. Next don't look for love in all the wrong places.
0: (laughs) I remember that song. That was from Urban Cowboy. Wow. We see it so clearly in that movie. Yeah.
1: And let's just keep it simple. I mean, this is all about if you are looking for love in the wrong place, guess what you're going to find? You're going to find all the wrong relationships that you don't need to be in.
0: Wow. I remember Michael W. Smith used to have a song called All You're Missing Is a Heartache. You're not missing out. You're missing heartbreak.
1: We're going to find something that calls itself love, but is not really love.
0: It's a substitute for something that's real and genuine. And it might be kind of a placeholder, a temporary fix, Mm -hmm. but it's not what you're actually looking for that's lasting.
1: For sure. Next, don't fantasize. Life is real. Disney is not. Rom-coms are not (laughs) real life.
0: The Bachelorette and The Bachelor.
1: Oh, praise God, those are not real. (laughs) But romantic comedies drive me crazy anyway, because it's always the same story. He loves her. She loves somebody else. They've been friends forever. And only after some traumatic... (laughs) <laughs> sleeping together arrangement yeah. that goes crappy, Yeah. will they finally realize we've loved each other all along? Good Lord.
0: <laughs> it's so frustrating to watch.
1: Life is not that way. No. If that's the best we're hoping for in a relationship because we see it and it feels fun on a movie, we will be greatly disappointed.
0: Yeah. It makes for entertainment, but not for life.
1: There's something about the love in there that we want to experience in our heart, but we have to realize that these are fictional characters coming together in a fictional story. We are real people who have real lives trying to come together to have a lasting relationship.
0: Right. The difference can be disappointing Mm -hmm. because we're so longing for that. Fantasy life, and this is a good place to kind of do a check. Am I allowing fantasy mm-hmm. to sort of define love for me? Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to redefine that in better ways.
1: And last but not least, because it's a list of don'ts, I have to list don't stop believing.
0: I, is it with the song? We have
1: the reason I say this is. We can't lose hope. Oh, yeah. If we lose hope, then we are going to approach the relationships that we do have in a way that we don't expect anything good. We Mm -hmm. don't expect it to last. We don't expect it to be a source of joy. We'll withhold our own heart when we don't believe.
0: Yeah. Don't stop believing in God because he loves you and he wants what's best for you.
1: And he created romantic relationships. So let's not compromise. Let's not give up hope. Let's remember who made romantic relationships and believe in them.
0: It makes my heart happy just to hear that.
1: So now that we've talked about all the relationship don'ts, I think it's important to talk about the relationship do's to really build that lasting relationship. The first one that I have on the list, I think is the most overlooked important thing. Talk a lot. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, we have to. We have to be able to communicate with one another. It's essential.
1: It is. If you don't talk, you don't get to know each other. I can't love you more if I know you less. Right?
0: And that's that's so funny. And it's important. I think about how often our conversations, we're talking to one another throughout the day all the time.
1: Yeah. And if you're in a dating relationship right now, spend more time talking than smooching. Get to know each other. Secondly, forgive a lot. Oh,
0: man. Forgiveness is key because I know I need you to forgive
1: me a lot. And I need you to forgive me a lot. <laughs> That's the only way to move forward. So make that a common daily habit in your relationships to forgive. We are all going to make mistakes. Next on the list, cheer a lot. In other words, I'm on your side. I want to be a true fan of you. And I need you to be a true fan of me, even when we're on a losing streak. Oh, True fans (laughs) hang in there. Even when their team loses. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes life's going to feel that way. It's going to feel like we're losing.
0: It means so much when... I fail in an area or make a mistake and I know you're not being critical or judging me. You're just saying it's okay. You can do this. And you I see the belief in your eyes that you have for me. And it encourages me to get back at it, you know, mm-hmm. try again, learn and grow past whatever it is. And so yes. it helps with morale.
1: Yes. Next. <laughs> yeah. Play a lot.
0: Oh, play is fun. It's like the the joy that we need in the dailies.
1: Yes. Life is full of a lot of things that take our attention, that pull us away from playing. And we have to really come around and say, okay, I'm going to plan for this because it's such an important piece of a strong, healthy relationship.
0: And that's where I think about those moments of play in our marriage and our family. Those are my highlights for the year. Exactly. My favorite moments.
1: Next, we want to work and serve together a lot.
0: Yeah. You get
1: the word a lot repeating here? (laughs)
0: I'm wondering if there's a pattern here. But yeah, work and serve together a lot, where we come alongside one another, but then serving others. And this is important. This helps
1: us. This may not be in your job. Right. There are things around the house. There are things in the yard where we can work together. And as you said, we get outside of ourselves and start thinking of others and we serve together. There's something that that just unlocks in your heart. You will begin to look at those memories in your relationship together and you will see how this is building a stronger love for one another as you love others together.
0: Wow, that's powerful.
1: Next, stand together a lot. There are so many things in life that are going to try to divide you. People will pull you in different directions. This might even be family. This might be close friends. This might be your job.
0: I just always have this picture of my mind of us standing back to back Mm -hmm. and having each other's backs At all times, that even when we're in difficult situations, we come alongside each other and you're not my enemy, you're my ally.
1: That's exactly what this is all about. I probably should have said this one first. Pray together a lot.
0: You know, prayer isn't something that came naturally for us. It did for us individually. But over the years, we're starting to pray more and more together. Yes. And I am seeing good things from that. And I just I think we need to keep going and do it more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I have seen it become this idea of battling together. Yeah. Praying together once again is just another brick in building our relationship stronger, going to God together,
0: And this has happened over time. I think I felt really like awkward praying with you sometimes in our early marriage days. And now I am feeling more, let's fight, let's engage this battle together. And I'm seeing the strength of it, but it doesn't come without being intentional. We have to purposefully choose to pray together.
1: Right. And expect there are going to be a bazillion different reasons why not to or distractions from and you just have to make it happen. Yeah. And as you do, it really becomes this strength in your relationship. Next, laugh a lot together.
0: Laughter is the best medicine.
1: Isn't it true? Yeah. It's important that I know that we laugh with each other and not at each other. Wow. That's a very important distinction. I have... Been in some of the most uncomfortable conversations when people who are dating or people who are married are making fun of the other person and laughing at them in front of them. Not okay or even laughing at them when they're not present, it's not okay. No. We're talking about laughing together, seeing the humor of life and all of the different things. And you see my quirkiness (laughs) when I can't remember words and I just make them up. You laugh with me in that because it's fun.
0: Right. Humor is powerful and it has a way of breaking the tension lightening the mood, whatever you want to call it. And it's just this beautiful experience that when we're laughing together, we want to be with each other more. Yes. And we enjoy each other's company.
1: Yes. That's that vibrance, that richness (laughs) of the relationship comes out in that. Another, I think, really important dream together. Oh, a lot.
0: Yeah. I keep hearing this a lot in every one of these.
1: Well, because these are the do's yeah. and we don't want to just do this one time. We want to dream together a lot. Wow. It's a lot of fun for you and I to share a passion for something. Yeah. And that's what a dream really is.
0: And it's strengthens my love for you in that when I know that we have a mutual shared dream mm-hmm. and a goal we want to accomplish together. It mm-hmm. it gives us kind of purpose and it gives us a focus and brings enthusiasm into the dailies.
1: It does. And it makes my dreams better mm-hmm. because when I start thinking of something in a certain way and then you add, oh, but how, what about this? All of a sudden it's like, wow, you just leveled up my excitement. <laughs> because we're dreaming it together. Last but not least, if you're married, have sex a lot with your spouse. <laughs> I needed to throw that last piece in there.
0: Yeah, that, that is not always an understood thing, right?
1: Right. And if you're not married, just keep recycling numbers one through nine.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: This is important.
0: It is important because this is part of what separates your marriage relationship with every other relationship in your life. Yes. And this was God's idea that he created sex and intimacy for pleasure, for union, for all of these things in your marriage to enrich your relationship. And it matters.
1: It does. And we're not looking to sex to fix things. We are looking to sex as a part of being one with one another, developing and building that intimacy that we alone share.
0: Right. This is just a good reminder in the culture we live in that this is important for your marriage. This is what is helpful to both sides, husbands and to wives.
1: I think it's important that we talk about this being a part of romance in a married relationship. Earlier we mentioned when you have a dating relationship with no commitment, how fragile it is. I believe that's one reason that God didn't intend sex to happen there. Because when a relationship has no commitment and it's fragile and sex comes in, all of a sudden that becomes the center of the relationship. All of the don'ts that we're not supposed to do when we have sex outside of marriage, it brings every single one of those don'ts in there. And that destroys the relationship. Something that is meant to unite becomes the divisive thing in a relationship.
0: And when relationships fall apart, we tend to bring our baggage, all of our insecurities, all of these hurts into the new relationships. And so hope that these to-dos are helpful in giving you something to focus on, because this is where we want to grow. This is how we want to have a strong dating relationship, a strong
1: marriage relationship. Exactly. We are building a holy, authentic life in Christ. We want relationships. We want romance. It's a part of life. God made it for us. We want to do it the right way. There's a way things work.
0: And we want to encourage you to build this wall of love into your life.